Well, good morning. My name is Katie, and I'm one of the pastors here. Before we begin, let us pray for us. Lord God, your word is strength and power. It makes all things new. Wherever it goes, it breathes life. Lord God, I pray that today we would lean into the promise that your word is never void, but it's always recreating and birthing new things. And Lord God, I pray that it would birth new things in us today. Amen. So throughout Lent and now Eastertide, we've been looking at our lectionary through the lens of hearing God. Today I want to put a slight twist on that theme, and I want to consider what our readings teach us about why we might want to hear God. Because the truth is that we don't always want to hear God. We are a mix of contradictions. We've given our life to this Lord, and yet we do not always want to hear what he has to say to us. And yet, our gospel reading today and our reading from the Psalms reminds us that this God has always been speaking even when the earth and all of humanity could not hear him. He's always been watching over the nations, the trees and the rocks. They hear the voice of their maker, even when we do not. And today's gospel read reminds us that Jesus, God in flesh, is the culmination all of the ways that God has been speaking to his creation throughout all time. Jesus is the summit, the final word to us. There is no other revelation. There is no other way but Jesus. And so Jesus tells his disciples that though he will be separated from them physically, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to God the Father except through me. No one comes to the inexhaustible source of life and love except through me. You cannot know God apart from Jesus. And so in answer to the question, why do we want to hear God? It's because we want to grow and know more of this love and this life that is revealed to us finally and completely in Jesus. We want to experience more and more of what it is to be truly human, to what it is to be full people filled with the Spirit of God who sees the world as he does. For Jesus is the way. He is our way. He is the only way back to God. And we are called to follow his way, which meant being misunderstood 
being rejected by those closest to him. It meant death. It meant humility. It meant going away that he would not have chosen for himself. His words and his miracles flowed from his complete unity with the mind and the purposes of the Father. And so today, God asks us, do you want your words and your deeds to reflect me? Do you want to be of one mind with me as Jesus was? Jesus followed the way of the Father so unswervingly and humbly that he became the way to God for us. And only following his way can lead us back to God. And so to follow Jesus is to allow the Father to lead us by paths that he knows are best for us, but we would not choose for ourselves. It is the way of humbly submitting to the obstacles to our faith that are in our path. It is allowing him to speak in the midst of our deepest pain when we cannot see the way forward. It's allowing him to speak into our confusion, into the paths that are the best for us, but we would not choose. And Jesus is the truth. Every single word he spoke and miracle he performed was consistent with the God that's revealed in the Old Testament. Each of Jesus' words was just as the Father told him. He didn't alter a single word, but as he heard it from the Father, he spoke it. Imagine if our words were so filled with the knowledge of God that no word was out of place, but everyone was spoken at the right time and in the right place and in the right way. That is what it is to know the mind of God, to be so filled with his spirit that every word and every act that flows from us can be traced back to the character of God. And so every single one of Jesus' words breathed God's life back into a dying world. He embodies what it looks like to follow the command to love God and to love each other perfectly, perfectly. And only he can restore sight to our disordered perception of the world so that we can truthfully see ourselves, so that we can know God, ourselves, and our world. And that's why our reading from 1 Peter, which talks about who we are to become, begins by warning us so forcefully against slandering each other about hypocrisy, about deceit, because to knowingly lie or mislead someone by omitting information that they need or being ambiguous is a denial, it's a negation, it's a destruction of the good, the just, and the beautiful, which was created by God and originates from God. To speak a lie or to deceive another person is to destroy the goodness that God longs to bring into this world. And so Jesus is our life. He makes it possible for all who believe in him to be united with God. Peter asks us, 
have you experienced God's kindness? If you have, then he has broken the power of sin and death in your life. And you are invited to abundant life now. I was looking this week, and Rowan Williams, who's one of my favorite authors, he's a former Archbishop of Canterbury, and when he was asked to summarize who Jesus is, he used this passage as his touchstone, and he said this. He said, Jesus is the ground of all my hope. He's the living definition of what I long and pray to grow into in terms of obedience and intimacy with the Father. He is the only one who holds together a human race that's always trying to tear itself apart. He is the one who gives breath, gives the breath of his spirit so that we can share life rather than fight over it. He is the one whose death and resurrection are at the center point of all human history. I could go all night. Yes, if all the things he did were written down, the world could not contain the books that would be written. And if that is true for us as well, then Peter promises that when we come to Jesus, the living stone, the cornerstone, the foundation of our faith, then he will build us into a spiritual home and a royal priesthood. The invitation is to allow God to build us into his dwelling, to set aside our own agendas and allow him to do the work in our midst that he wants to do. For the gospel isn't exclusively for us as individuals to address our individual problems. We are not islands. The gospel of Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life, is meant to draw us into a relationship of responsibility for each other and to each other. We are all together, not individually, but all together the dwelling of God on earth. And we need every stone, every stone to make its contribution. We are all together a royal priesthood that is meant to bless and witness to the surrounding society. And sometimes we will be rejected as Jesus was. But sometimes, through the gift of the Holy Spirit, People will observe our deeds of humble service and our words which faithfully reflect who God is, and they will give thanks that we live in their neighborhoods and are members of their school and are in their workplace because God is present there because his stones are present there. And so my prayer for incarnation as I was preparing for this is that he would continue to make us into one people. That we would be a people prepared to walk the way of Christ together, even when it costs us something dearly. And we would make a space to grieve with those who have lost costly things for the sake of the gospel. And we follow the way of Jesus we are allowing him to build us into his dwelling place every time we celebrate someone's home, their baby, their job, their marriages, even when we feel envy and disappointment 
welling up in our own hearts. That is what it is to be a royal priest, is to offer all that we have, even when those are things that we would long to have for ourselves. There is something costly about celebrating with others when you are facing into your own disappointment. And that is our calling. Our calling is to offer all that we have with each other for the sake of the gospel, even at a cost to ourselves. And we follow the truth of Jesus when we refuse to contribute to the lies that have infected our common life. I think like you, like me, many of you grieve the ways that our common life has been eroded by even Christians who can no longer hear the words of 1 Peter that to sow deceit and hypocrisy, to say untruths about fellow believers or any of God's children is to deny the goodness and the beauty of the God who has created all things to know him. And so when we pray together, we proclaim that the living spirit who is ever-present and ever-powerful will use us, his chosen people, his holy priesthood, to finally and completely overthrow, overthrow the rule of death and lies in our world. Lord God, I pray that you would help us to sincerely desire to grow into our salvation. Now I'm actually going to pray. I'm going to close by praying for our community. Lord God, we set ourselves on the foundation established by Christ. We know no other way or truth or life apart from him. God, may we take our life from our foundation stone, who is Christ. Lord God, I give you thanks for these living stones. this pillar, this Ebenezer that is a reminder of God's goodness. Lord God, would you build us into a people of praise, a people who are so aware of your goodness to each of us, the ways that you have kindly led us. Lord God, make our eyes open to your goodness and your kindness in our lives. That that might be the foundation and the soil for our life as a body together. Lord God, I give you thanks and praise for each stone that composes this community. Not one is out of order. Each one brings its own beautiful contributions to our common life. Lord God, may we chisel away with your Holy Spirit 
those parts of us that are not pleasing to you, that cause others to stumble. Lord God, may we always be gentle with each other, so mindful of the work that you are doing in our own lives. And just as we long for your gentle hands to touch us in the places of our deepest darkness and brokenness, Lord God, fill us with that same gentle kindness that you extend towards us. And may that be what is in our own hands and our own mouths as we speak to others in our community. And Lord God, this reading from 1 Peter reminds us that we do not know what sort of building you are building us into. We do not know where you are leading our community, but we trust that you have established our foundation and made our walls secure. And so, God, I pray that you would lead us in all things, going before us, setting our walls into just the right places. Lord God, let us humbly submit ourselves to you, the author and perfecter of our faith, the builder of this house, the one in whom we find our way back to God. We pray all these things through the aid of your Holy Spirit. Amen.